Recorded during the plague year of 2020, this is the Andromeda Minute, a show where every episode we go over one minute of an all-too-timely 1971 Robert Wise-directed techno-thriller, The Andromeda Strain, one minute of screen time per episode. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm your guest host here today. I'm Chris Henry from the EAA Aviation Museum. And from the Apollo 13 Minute podcast, which absolutely. Uh, we absolutely. will be getting back to uh, that's shortly. Exciting. So, that's yeah, exciting stay- to have some more guests added getting added on. It is. There's some cool ones. All, all the ones we've missed, they're they're slowly coming back. You know, I know, I know. Got the hook in them. They'll they'll come. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> we already built it, so they will come. Yes, so, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, uh, here we are in minute minute 66 on the second half of this movie, and uh, we're in a. Uh, Gosh, we're, it's it's kind of like that hot room that we were in the last time, except instead of mechanical arms, they've got these bubble-headed uh, uh, people, you know, spacesuit things. So uh, it's the uh, it's the exam room with the old man and uh, and the baby. And uh, gosh, we get it. This is I feel I, I feel really bad. This is I, I knew this minute was going to be coming up, but uh, this is the introduction of uh, uh, Karen Anson, the the nurse. Or she's more like a PA, I think. She's more of a physician's assistant, but I don't think they used that term back in the 70s. Right. But uh, she's uh, played by uh, the wonderful uh, Paula Kelly, who uh, I at, when I started the show, I was just reaching out to her to see if I could get her to come on and talk about being in the movie. And uh, unfortunately, she passed away in uh, in February of uh, COPD at, oh. uh, at the age of 77. But uh, she was great, and I I loved her in Night Court. That's where I think most people know her from. She was the uh, she was always up against John Larroquette on uh, on Night Court. Um, <laughs> but she was uh, yeah she's a great actress, uh, really great dancer too. If you ever get to see the movie Sweet Charity with Shirley MacLaine, she's in that and does some fantastic dance moves. Um, she was yeah, she was everywhere in the 70s. I mean, it's just uh, just a, a really beautiful, smart, funny woman that uh, that had. Yeah, I, I think she was also probably very easy to work with because when you look at her IMDb credits, you just gotta keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling because she worked with everybody, and I guess she was must have been very easy to work with. Um, but she's a, she has a nice little intro here. A little uh, she she responds to snark with snark, so that's uh, <laughs> that's really good. <laughs> Um, oh, she was in a lot of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just I just looked up uh, who she was. I'm like, oh man, yeah, yeah. No, she was great. She and was she great really... in Night Court. I love Night Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was really good with that. She was a really great foil for John Larroquette. And uh, just now, I got to go watch some reruns of that. It's got to be on Hulu or something. So I just got to <laughs> tune in. Oh on my that God, again. she was uh, she was the housekeeper that the Golden Girls fired. Yeah, I just saw that episode like a couple days ago. Oh, That's okay, really yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she's she's really good. She was just everywhere, and you just, you know, it, it's like if you didn't know who she was, you might. And she was like a chameleon. She would just be in you know be in another role, and she could be, uh, she could be really sweet, or she could be really uh, nasty. She could be you know <laughs> just great. I just I I love you know if if you see Paula Kelly in a movie, it's gonna be a good movie. Yeah. Um, so anyway, but she this is one of her earlier roles, and uh, uh, it's it's a great dramatic role for her, and I, I think she was well well pitted against James Olsen here. Um, but she uh, she introduces us to the the medical side of things there at Wildfire, and one of the things she's talking about is is Medcom, which is their uh, it's you know it, they're they're looking at it, and it's like this is the future of medicine is that it's going to be a, a computer that can diagnose and 
do prescriptions and things like that. But that that's really what was going on back then. Um, the uh, back back in the day, Lockheed Corporation created a, a, a system called uh, Eclipse, and it's very similar to what we're seeing here with Medcom, where if you're ordering if you're if you're trying to diagnose something and you're ordering up tests, it'll tell you what you know bodily fluids or what you know what chemicals you need to to use for contrast to uh, to do a lab check. So that this system here is very similar. It was it was introduced the same year as this movie, 1971. Uh, it was out there in the El Camino Hospital in, in California. Um, the uh, and at the same time this is going on. There, uh, the University of Utah, uh, 3M, and uh, the LDS Hospital in uh, in in Salt Lake City collaborated on a, a, a clinical. Uh, these are what's known as uh, decision support systems. So you say if if you have these symptoms, this is what you might have, and this is what you might want to treat it with. And they came up with a system called Health Evaluation Through Logical Processing, or HELP, help. Uh, and that was that was going on. Meanwhile. Well, you know, back in the East, uh, the Massachusetts General Hospital and uh, Harvard University collaborated on the Computer Stored Ambulatory Record, or COSTAR, a system that still variations of it are still being used at Mass General uh, today. And it's, it, it has everything from patient records to uh, possible diagnoses uh, and, and also trends if they're spotting things like there's a rash of... Uh, you know measles they can they can track epidemiological things like uh, measles outbreaks in certain neighborhoods in boston so that's still going on today but all this is you know 50 years ago this medcom thing was top of the news uh, chris you've worked in the medical field I, i'm sure you've had experience in automation and things like that with, with with i mean not all of these things but there must have been a lot of this going on when you were dispatching uh medical ambulances and stuff yeah it was uh um I, it was different. I worked at a place called Staccom, and that was uh, uh, we were the the we were actually the country's busiest uh, non-military helipad, wow. um, and we were the most we were the busiest medical helicopter uh, pad in the country because uh, we shared it between UPMC Presby and um, Children's Hospital Pittsburgh. Uh, a lot of people came for transplants and things like that to Pittsburgh. Still do. Um, and yeah, I mean, we, the, the automated stuff, um, you know, was more, I mean, obviously like the flight tracking software, stuff like that. Yeah. I was all aviation side, so I was not on the medical side of, uh, of treating the patients, but, um, where I could tell you it was, was there was a lot of, uh, technology used in, you know, for the most part, you've seen everything you're going to see before. So you yeah. have a, you have a a route to follow, a troubleshooting guide, if you will, uh, to follow knowing that this is what's going to happen, here's what this person has, here's their condition, here's their stats. What was neat was they had a uh, system on board the helicopter. That helicopter is like a flying ER. I mean, it is really impressive. And there was a system on board the helicopter that basically, um, you know, they would hook a patient up to their to this machine, and the stats are getting broadcast to the hospital themselves. Wow. So you know the hospital isn't taking a reading they're getting the actual stats from the machine on board the helicopter yeah, they've, and, they've, uh, got, they've got everything but the patient right there so it's right exactly exactly and uh that was that was pretty interesting because then you can advise the medics and and flight nurse you know how to uh to maybe do something different for this patient um i was really impressed by it though the 
the medical field has sure has come a long way. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, it, it's funny, though, because I don't know if the time that they did it, if this really existed, I don't know if it, or if it was like um, sort of like, you know, a little bit of sci-fi. But if you watch the old TV show Emergency, um, yeah. they had a very rudimentary version of that system. Um where in the field, the paramedics would hook up somebody to like an EKG and it would broadcast it to this teletype uh, in a hospital where the doctor would get it. And I remember watching that. And then I remember realizing like in person, like, oh, this is, <laughs> this actually ended up happening in a far more technologically advanced way than they just show on the TV show. Yeah. Yeah. Back, back then I, I had a, I had a friend whose dad worked on some of those early medical systems that were shown that that was a real system that was shown in emergency back in the, back in the early seventies. And what they could do is send, I think it was a four lead. They could send four uh, telemetry lines of an EKG uh, over, over the radio. And, uh, and they basically just piggybacked it onto an FM system that the, huh. the fire department already had. It was like their TAC-3 system or something. Anyway, they just took over one of the, one of the channels for, uh, for the Los Angeles uh, uh, fire department, and they, they added this thing where they could have a multiplex line that could send four data, data streams back, and they could, they could get an EKG that would appear on an oscilloscope at the, at the hospital. Wow. Um, it, it wasn't like... It wasn't a, a normal day-to-day thing. They didn't have it in a lot of places in the early 70s. But there were some uh, – they, they had tested it out with, with L.A., with uh, San Francisco, with a couple of major – I think Detroit also did it as well. But uh, a couple of systems, they, they used these four-lead systems. And really the only thing that was was stopping them from using it more was they just didn't have the bandwidth to do a lot of, uh, a lot of data transfers. But, you know, as, as time went on and things went from analog to digital – uh, it, this became uh, more popular, and I mean nowadays, gosh, if you get in, if you've been in a in an ambulance lately, you've got so much stuff going back live to to a hospital. It's incredible how much uh, how much data goes back and forth. My uh, my my dad's best friend um, was his partner. Uh, were, my dad was a paramedic, and um, his best friend uh, Mike is uh, uh, you know has tons of great stories of my dad and him together. Um, but the funniest thing, and I never even saw, I had never seen the show emergency. I knew of it. Um, after my dad passed, uh, Mike told me that your dad insisted that he was basically Johnny Gage. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, uh, so I went back and, you know, my dad actually had the hair similar to Johnny. And, uh, uh, and he was like, your dad, if he was, popping meds he'd pop them off with his thumbs oh like with his was. thumbs oh yeah and he was awesome. like oh your dad really thought he was something when he was a paramedic so it uh it cracks me up because now every time i see that guy i think of my dad <laughs> oh that's great that is yeah. really great wow um yeah it's just uh, it, it is it's amazing what like what they got right about the future here and what changed over the, like uh gosh they're, they're talking about here where they're the big computer that runs all this stuff is up on the first floor of wildfire and they 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 share the resource of the computer uh, through individual dumb terminals. And you know, back then it it was thought, well, all you have to do is just keep making them making the computer bigger and bigger, and you, know, you don't have to spend it on a lot of a lot of separate uh, computers to do their own thing. But it in the '80s everything turned around where we got rid of the big you know the big mainframe the the, the heavy iron and went with these little 
these little devices that that can fit on a desktop and later you know i mean your your phone is now your medical consultant you, you, oh, gosh, you plug yeah. in a watch and uh gosh i know i know three or four friends of mine who have uh different different heart conditions and they're you know they wear an apple watch and it tells them when they're when they're approaching afib or anything like that so they get these constant reports back and they and when they go to the doctor's office they just pull out their phone and show them an app where it shows them like the history of any kind of uh afibs and things like that it's it's such a different world now um oh, yeah. it was yeah. it was all starting right right here when we're watching this uh this scene with medcom um but it's uh it's it, i think it's good to look back and see how it, you don't it, change happens without you noticing um i was i was talking about this uh, the other day online with some uh some folks about uh, it, just a simple thing like uh, the space shuttle program and i said it's really weird to realize that there are teenagers today who have no memory of a live space shuttle launch oh and, yeah yeah and it's like time flew it's like you know like 13 year old kids the last flight was nine years ago so if they were like three or four years old they might not remember what it was like when a shuttle was launched. I mean, they've seen video, you know, they've seen the history of it. They can watch it anytime on YouTube. But actually seeing a live launch like that, it's beyond their memory. And, and time flies so fast. And this, gosh, it, I mean, you watch this and it looks like, you know, it, the, these people look like they're around today, but this was 50 years ago. And yeah. it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's it's in the distant the distant past. And um, what what looked like an amazing technology back then we take completely for granted it, i mean what they're talking about here this medcom thing is little more than webmd <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it really is which yeah. all by the way always says that you're dying yeah yeah you, whatever it's, can, it's cancer you have cancer he's like yeah it's yeah. not lupus <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-oh yeah call the funeral director right now that's <laughs> that's the way it goes but uh yeah it's um it's interesting. I, I, I'm glad, uh, you know, they, they have this back, back and forth about explaining what's going, what, you know, what's been going on. Uh, this doctor is, you know, for a young guy, he's pretty much a curmudgeon. It's like, I prefer the human touch and all that. And it's like, yeah, but you're not, you don't know as much as this computer. And I, he doesn't know that he doesn't know as much as this computer. And I'm sure you and I have both have had the same experience when you go to your doctor and you're talking about something and your doctor whips out their, their iPhone and starts typing in your symptoms and things because they want to see what the latest, the latest thing is and what you have. Um, my, my wife gets a little nervous about that. It's like, shouldn't he know about that? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, they know about stuff, but they want to find out what the current feeling is. You know, the consensus of the greatest minds in, in medicine are out right. there. All you have to do right. is just look at it. Um, I just, uh, it's, it it's weird seeing this you know this young curmudgeonly guy going oh I prefer the human touch and it's like <laughs> yeah it's good to have the experience but I'd rather I'd rather they they double check and you know find out what the latest citations are yeah yeah exactly <laughs> uh, wow well uh, this has been a fun I mean this week has been kind of kind of dull with the activity stuff but it's uh it it's it, it's been interesting looking at the uh, this this used to look like the future and now it's, it looks like the deep past. <laughs> um, and, uh, I, I, have enjoyed, that's the thing I enjoy about looking at these movies. Cause I, I remember when this was the future and, and it's funny how the future isn't how they expected it to turn out. 
Of course, they weren't expecting us all to be wearing masks. And yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody expected what we're in right now. <laughs> no, no. I've, I've seen that. I've seen that meme too, too many times about nobody won the thing about where do you see yourself in five years. <laughs> yeah, back in exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing a mask to work, you know. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but it's been been a good week. Um, and Chris, thanks so much for watching. I I don't know what your experience is with with Andromeda Strain. Have you seen it before? I mean, no, know? not before you asked me to do this. So oh, okay, wow, yeah, yeah. So oh. it was it was good inspiration to go out and watch a different movie. Wow, yeah. Well, uh, I'll have more. I'll have more movies for you in the future. But we'll it sounds good. My 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 assignment, my Jim O'Kane uh, watching assignment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a little film class every yes, day. So there, yes. There you go. Wow. <laughs> But thanks again, and we will we will return to the microphones together on on the Apollo thirteen minute for future uh, episodes. So please, if you, if you're not already subscribed, go out there and sign up for uh, Apollo thirteen minute because there's some there's some good episodes coming. I'm, I'm I know that. So, uh, but anyway, for folks uh, who haven't heard previous episodes of this particular show, go check out andromedaminute.com. We've got all the previous sixty five episodes out there, so you can catch up on a on a massive binge if you want to. And a lot of people live in their home home during the day or home at night. They, you know, here's here's some material that you can binge on. Um, but uh, we will return next week with some more stuff on more, more medical stuff. Actually, we're going to go over that. Uh, so we'll see you here next week. And in, in the meantime, uh, please stay six feet apart, wash your hands, and please wear a mask, uh, homemade or if you buy them in the store. They, you know, it, it always helps to to wear a mask and keep from spreading this stuff, so we can get over it finally. Uh, but we will see you here all next week on the Andromeda Minute. Very flattering. We don't know much more than when we got here. <laughs>